Welcome to Black Health Matters. I'm Daryl Armistead, your host. This episode is a Zoom recording of Howard University group session led by Dr. Clive Callender. Okay. Oh, let me see. How can I get out of here? Wonderful. Well, we don't need to. We can ask this by. There's nothing we can do about this one. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is uh, something that uh, is now becoming very uh, disgusting ev everywhere. Ev everybody's talking about all all of the globe. What do you do with Omicron? And uh, any anybody else turned positive since last week? Oh, I tested positive uh, Tuesday last week. Right, and uh, so did uh, Buchanan. Anybody else? Okay. Daughter tested positive that lives with me, but I didn't. Oh, that's interesting. It, it is. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this this has been an interesting article that uh, I thought was very helpful. That Omicron is mild for the un for the. Uh, vaccinated, but may not, may not be mild for the unvaccinated. And they talk about how uh, the odds of uh, going to the hospital and dying from from a coronavirus is 10 times more likely if you are not vaccinated. Um, and uh, I think uh, most of the ones, most of the people that have been vaccinated, come down with it, have had mild situations, but there have been those who have required hospitalization and some have died. So it's something to take very seriously. Uh, it also talks about the fact that uh, uh, don't be surprised if you're fully vaccinated, meaning you have a booster and you still test positive, as two of you have already experienced. Um, and this is something that that may, may mean that we need to have more tests. And I, I think uh, uh, Biden bought some 500 million tests for the people to test themselves. And so uh, that should uh, be helpful in some ways. Uh, interesting data demonstrates that although the uh, the surge is on with uh, Omicron. Uh, the hospitalization rate is not what it was before. And I think that's because many of the patients, many of our population is already vaccinated. And this is something that uh, has been a, a cause for discussion. And there's another article that talks about this that uh, suggests that uh, unlayered masks are not going to protect you from Omicron. So suggesting that you need to wear N95 masks if you're going to be indoors, 
but that cloth masks are not as useful for Omicron as they were for uh, the other uh, variants of the coronavirus. Any comments about any of those things? Because I think this is a big uh, issue. The other issue is what do you do if you turn positive? How did you guys who turn positive, how'd you handle it? Well, um, I I had a uh, a rapid test on Tuesday, um, but I I had already um, taken a a PCR test, but the results didn't come back to Wednesday on that. But <clears throat> when I got back home, in fact, I was at the bowling alley, and I got a call that a, a location was available for me to get a, a test about a mile from the bowling alley. I finished bowling and went over there. But uh, Tuesday evening, I took a rapid test and that came back positive. So um, I was on uh, quarantine from that point on. I stayed in my my office, the bathroom, and the bedroom. That was it. I have a separate way to handle that. So I worked well, out quarantine for a week. That's, that's nice when you have, that's, a, that's an ideal situation. Um, or if you live alone, that makes it easy. But uh, some people don't have that luxury. And uh, especially if uh, you only have one bathroom. So, but it's good that uh, you could do that. <laughs> well, this this is interesting that COVID can affect fertility, but it it doesn't really. We don't need to dwell on this one because uh, now we're not planning to get pregnant. But uh, this is a interesting article which shows how when the kids come up with it, uh, just about everybody gets infected because they always sneeze in their parents' faces. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know how many of you have uh, grandkids that come over, uh, but uh, especially those under five who can't wear masks. And uh, this is kind of a challenge. Uh, and as a consequence, uh, Yeah, so um, any of you had that challenge with the grandkids coming over for Christmas? Coughing in your face? Well, that's good. That's yeah, I, I talked to, um, to Kevin. Uh, his, his daughter got it and his son got it, I think. And they were all together for uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, my uh, the the singer with my band has three kids. The oldest one got it. He was in the military, and oh. she was at the at the uh, 
I went yesterday for a rapid test. Uh, and uh, she was there with two of her sons, younger sons. I think one was eight and one was five. And the one was five was positive. Mm. Yeah. So uh, it, it definitely, if you're in the house, is anybody who has it, you're going to get it. I mean, it's almost. So, so. Yeah, it's the most contagious of all of the uh, variants. But, you know, it's uh, it's tough for the family. Tough for the family. Especially if you got little kids. How many of you invited the grandkids over for Thanksgiving or Christmas? Um, we did. We did. How did it work out? I, it was fine. I had my kids over yesterday, our so-called annual Christmas gathering, much smaller, um, just a few people. But it turned out well. Everybody's vaccinated, revaccinated. But that's the scary thing. I'm getting negative feedback from some family members. Um, what's the point? You're going to get COVID anyway. You try to tell them what little I've learned from you, Dr. Callender. Um, you may not die. You may not be hospitalized. You still have to continue on. If you haven't been boosted, get boosted. Be safe, wash your hands, distancing. A lot of people are getting frustrated. Well, the data is pretty clear that uh, uh, the likelihood of being hospitalized and dying from it are drastically reduced if you've been vaccinated. The data is pretty clear on that matter in terms of why. That's the purpose of the booster and the booster shot is to, not only to prevent it from happening, but also should you get it reinfected, uh, yeah. you don't need to go to the hospital or die. And so the likelihood of you having that happen is uh, why we have a vaccination and a booster shot in the first place. Uh, trying to convince people of that is, is more than a notion though. But. Dr. Callender, um, it makes me be more observant of people I'm around, like when the grandchildren come over or when anybody visits, right. uh, we said we were going to take their temperature at the door, but we didn't do it. But the observation is to see if anybody's sneezing, anybody's coughing, anybody looks like they're not feeling well or not eating or something like, you know, that's unusual. You know, we, we're just really observant. Well, that's all well and good, but you know, I caught COVID and I was observant, and all the people around me seemed perfectly fine, but I caught it anyway. Just really transmissible. And you can't tell. Uh, somebody can be um, shedding it. Let's see, I think I read somewhere where the first two days before you're symptomatic, uh, you're highly contagious at that point. Right. And, uh, and then after you are symptomatic, you know, like some th the first thing I did was uh, I had mild symptoms, but it was uh, a sore throat and a little bit of chest congestion, and the symptoms were over in four days. The first couple of nights, I took NyQuil, 
And uh, I didn't need to take anything during the day because it was mild. But, you know, I was pretty germy. But you couldn't tell it because I was masking it with the NyQuil. Yeah, also, um, also, I never had a temperature. My, um, my blood oxygen level was 97 the whole time. My temperature was 97.1. So as, as you, I had started with the sore throat and I had coughing. And then I, I did like you, I, I took Mucinex, which uh, killed the coughing pretty, pretty good. And uh, like you, uh, NyQuil at night helped me sleep. I but, didn't have a fever and my oxygen levels were good. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing too is that those things that you're speaking of, some of them are not observable. But it still doesn't stop you from being uh, observant of things that might you might be able to detect. Yeah, sometimes you can be observant. I have a friend who has two sons, one in Chicago, one in Boston, and they came in on Thursday and they went all three to be tested. They were negative. Friday morning, she got a notice that she was in contact with someone who had COVID. Oh, that's nothing to it. Within hours, she had a sore throat. And then her husband got it, very sick. Christmas morning, nine o'clock, the son was on a plane going back to Chicago and the other son was going back to Boston. And she felt horrible. She said, I'm the Grinch that stole Christmas. It wasn't her fault. Other people out there, carriers some i think even know it mm-hmm. and they're just so careless they don't cover up they don't protect themselves so 40%, what can you do 40 percent of the people who are asymptomatic uh shed the virus so as uh daryl had said that that's one of the problems is that uh as he said two days before you you are positive you're shedding so uh so uh, the best thing is to be masked up as, as much as possible and then be boosted because that's the best protection. Yeah, my quarantine is up tonight. And so tomorrow I'm free to roam the world, you know, providing um, uh, I'm looking for a testing site to get a test to, you know, make sure I'm negative. But um, as careful as I was, now that I'm v- double vaccinated and boosted and have had the Omicron variant, uh, I feel pretty bulletproof. Uh, you know, I don't feel like I have to be careful anymore. I feel like I'm free. <laughs> it's a long way to feel, but I feel that way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the tests suggest that you are super immunized. <laughs> there you go. I can go anywhere, do anything. <laughs> well, this is an interesting development that has occurred over the last 48 hours that they've cut the isolation time to five days. And uh, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, why? There's been a lot of criticism about yes, it. why? Yeah, if, if, if you have uh, Omicron, it's gonna it's gonna spread you know crazily if you have delta five days isn't enough i don't think and how how do you know if you have delta or not you know so well the the united kingdom had omicron before the united states and they've done some testing over there that says that uh people are negative 
uh, in a shorter period of time. And they're, they've reduced the quarantine period for COVID positive in the UK to seven days. So uh, this is, you know, United States is kind of lagging trends of uh, the rest of the world that's experienced some of these variants first. So shortening it isn't, isn't terribly crazy. You know, it's different than what we've been doing. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, one of the reasons why we're behind is because we have, we've had more uh, uh, coronavirus than anybody else in the, in the world uh, with 800,000 plus people dying from uh, COVID. So you can understand the, the delay in terms of reducing the quarantine. But as uh, Daryl has said, this is the practice now five days, uh, but the criticism has been that this has been done for social reasons, not for biological reasons, but anyway, it's very interesting to see how time flies uh, and how, how this uh, turns out to be true. I saw an interview with, with Fauci and he was suggesting that when the, when the medical professionals get COVID, he wants them back you know, to, you know, quicker. He didn't want to want them staying out for 10 days, seven days, 10 days, two weeks. You know, he, he needs them back in the, in the hospitals helping people. Well, I, I think as Daryl said, the uh, more recent tests suggest that uh, five days is good enough. Now, he, he's also talking about people who have already been vaccinated, right. which makes it different also, right? The other thing, knowing the United States, it might also be financial reasons. Oh, there are. As a matter of fact, uh, many people thought that that was a major impetus. But, uh, well, time will tell because it's, uh, we'll see how it works out. Uh, I'm sure all of these, all of the above are valid. Now, this is a good question. How do you protect a child who's too young for the vaccine? And uh, that's an easy answer, but uh, uh, what it means is that you have to be as careful as Daryl used to be before it became super immunized. <laughs> and uh, wearing masks, social distancing uh, becomes very, very critical. Uh, and so uh, limiting gatherings, uh, uh, especially indoor gatherings, uh, becomes absolutely critical. Dr. Kellner, it's going to be funny to try to get a young child to keep a mask on. That, that's why it, 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 that, that's, <laughs> that's almost an impossible task. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's why all the other issues need to be addressed. So many bowls have been canceled and games have been postponed. Uh, it's been remarkable to see how uh, when we think we're getting to the end of the pandemic that uh, uh, so many people are turning positive that uh, all athletic endeavors are, are being
That's interesting that here on a on a uh, warship crew, the twenty five percent of the people on it uh, tested positive. And those who are thinking about going on, on cruise ships, they are probably rethinking it. But cruise ships are still taking passengers. They still have trips set up for January. You know, on a cruise ship, it seems like uh, being quarantined is going to be really taxing on people. They have to stay in their little cabin all the time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. How do you quarantine on a ship? That's tough. That's tough. Wow. Now, this is a question that I, I've often thought about. When we say people are fully vaccinated, uh, should we include the booster uh, in that uh, definition? Um, what are your thoughts about it? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Should. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you can't call yourself fully vaccinated if you haven't had a booster shot. Right. And probably a new booster every ninety days. Well, that the question is whether the people who fall into John Buchanan and Daryl's category, uh, most people think uh, you may be suitable for at least. A 90 to uh, 120 days, at least six months, maybe. But uh, we don't have enough tests to find out because there's not that many people who have uh, been super immunized like you guys. So the test will we need to test you and find out whether that fourth shot becomes necessary. Or whether after that uh, uh, immunizing infection, uh, you are immune for a longer period of time or not. This is interesting, the different perspectives uh, pretty much uh, agreeing that without the booster shot, you're not fully protected. And, and remembering that uh, the goal of the booster is to uh, not only to protect you from getting the virus, but to keep you from needing to go to the hospital or, or dying. That's the real focus of boosters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how all this, just as uh, Janice said, that a lot of people are very, uh, about it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you keep them from, how do you bring clarity to the issue? The reason there is a lack of clarity is because this is new to us and we're learning as we go. And that makes it uh, difficult for us. Because we're used to being in control and knowing what's going to happen next, but we, in this situation, we don't. 
And this is a bill that uh, has been authorized to treat the uh, virus. Now, by the way, it's suggested that those people who get the virus who are unvaccinated, they don't respond within two to three days. They are recommended to have an infusion of the uh, monoclonal antibody therapy. Because since they're not vaccinated, they, there's an increased incidence of hospitalization and death. So, so if uh, you have somebody who's unvaccinated, after three days they're not approving, it's wise to for them to take the monoclonal antibody therapy. That's the recommendation. So, Dr. County, you're saying that this pill won't work for them, or if it does? No, I'm not saying that because we don't know. Uh, this has been tested against uh, uh, this variant. I'm, I'm saying that uh, if you're unvaccinated and you have COVID uh, that, and you're not improving after three days, uh, a way to prevent hospitalization and death is to have the infusion, right? And I don't know that this has been tested against the Omicron variant. So anyway, that's the recommendation. As uh, uh, was recommended, when this came out, this was originally thought to be given to the people to prevent them from uh, requiring hospitalization. Although we already know that Infusions of monoclonal antibodies uh, have been preventive as well. So, uh, whether this can replace the infusion is it, the data shows that 90% of hospitalizations or deaths were prevented uh, when its pills were taken. Coronavirus. I don't know if we these pills have been tested for the Omicron variant though. That's the that's the only difference about the pill. And you might ask, well, what about the infusion? Uh, same thing is true for the infusion. We know that it works for the uh, Delta and the other, but we, are, we don't know exactly situation for the Omicron yet. And this is suggestive that it it may be effective. Uh, so that's different, but the best way to know is to take the medication and see what happens. What should you do if you have asymptomatic COVID-19, which is something 40% of the COVID cases were asymptomatic. So, so many people haven't and are spreading it without knowing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why uh, what Biden is doing by sending out the rapid tests 
is so that those people who uh, are asymptomatic can get tested, find out whether they're positive or not. Yeah. So they can uh, uh, take steps to keep their uh, positivity controlled. Uh, you know, since I tested positive, uh, the Illinois Department of Health uh, contacted me um, the next day and uh, took a survey and uh, they did contact tracing. I uh, got the phones and uh, names and phone numbers, anybody I've been in, uh, in contact with the last couple of days. And so they probably, um, you know, they, they contacted them and asked them to get COVID tests and they may have been asymptomatic uh, COVID people. But you know they recommended that they uh, that they quarantine shorter period of time, uh, but they treated them as you know potential asymp asymptomatic COVID. Sounds like good advice. Were you uh, performing before you turned positive? Yes. So you don't you don't know if you got got at any of your performances, perhaps? Yeah, I probably did. And so, you know, I gave the health department uh, names and phone numbers of many, as, as of many people I knew that I was, uh, they were around my performances. And they kept it confidential. They didn't say that you may have caught COVID from Daryl Armistead. <laughs> they didn't say <laughs> Daryl gave you COVID. <laughs> they just said you've been exposed to COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was not, I was not kind A whole lot of gigs. If they know who did it. Yeah, my my performance Saturday, the 18th, at about 500 people. It was a, a, a dance at a banquet, and uh, everybody was required to have masks except while they were sitting at the at the table eating. Well, that's <laughs> so, that was it. Yeah, and uh, out of the 11 members of my band. Four of us came up positive so far. Uh, the the band leader, me and the drummer and the manager all came up positive. Well, the the, the uh, this talks about the rapid test and the PCR test. Of course, the PCR is thought to be the most be the gold standard, so to speak, because uh, there are there are false positives with the uh, rapid test, but uh, uh, most people feel that uh, it's worth worth the false positivity to uh, because you can always get the PCR test and find out if uh, if you really have it or not. And so this is go back to this because I think I think this is what what you do. Uh, it's the best advice uh, whether you develop symptoms or not. Uh, uh, Stay home and isolate yourself, and, and and you know, the richer you are, the easier it is to uh, isolate yourself. Some people don't have the luxury of having two, three, and four bathrooms, and uh, so it becomes uh, less easy when you don't have a uh, when you share everything like many in the old days. Many used to do. And of course, <laughs> this used the old system of 10 days, which is now five days. But. Uh, one thing I learned from the from the quarantine is that I could have my groceries delivered, which was pretty cool. They just uh, delivered them to the front step. 
No human contact. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is an article that uh, talks about the cloth mask. Well, it talks about the, how you need a, they call it a real mask. Uh, but uh, because of the contagious nature of Omicron, they feel that uh, cloth masks uh, not as useful. Yesterday on TV, they were doing a test of masks. And you can put your mask on, light a candle. If you can blow it out, the mask is no good. And so it said that the cloth masks were not safe, but the blue medical ones were. But I guess any mask, you can go through that testing process. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna try it today. If you blow that candle out, then you don't have a good mask. Right. Well, and, Janice, you better be careful because if that cloth mask catch on fire, you're in trouble. I won't be that close. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the layered masks can be effective, but the cloth masks apparently are not. So, and they even talk about if you have a cloth mask, to wear two masks. Which, and with my grandkids, the blue mask, I guess it's not cool. So they need something different. Um, they'll go for the black, they'll go for the cotton prints and stuff like that. So maybe I can convince them with this test. The blue mask is good. <laughs> well, Dr. Gallander, if you have one bathroom, uh, does that mean that after each use, you've got to clean it down, wash it down? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And they, and they do have the uh, germicides. You can do it. It just requires more uh, attention to detail. Mm -hmm. And that Lysol spray becomes your friend. Every time someone comes in my house and leaves, I'll wipe down, but definitely I'll spray it, especially the bathrooms. Spray it good and shut the door. I use this Lysol disinfecting wipes. Mm-hmm, mm hmm Yeah. It's interesting how they say, cloth masks are a little more than facial decorations. <laughs> and you know, when, but the, the thing about this is when you go to these indoor public activities, most people have these cloth masks. Mm -hmm. And they think they're protected, but they aren't. And so uh, when you go to a public activity that is crowded and, and many of them wear these cloth masks, uh, unless you have a, 90, a 95 mask or a surgical mask, the mask, the blue mask, uh, you, you're not well protected. The problem with all of this information is that uh, when you go to the public activities, they, they don't seem to be aware of this. Not to speak of those people who wear masks below their noses. <laughs> yeah, see, far too often. Dr. Not... Let me be looking at too much TV or 
too many movies, but can these viruses be created in, in scientific labs? I imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I imagine you could. I, I don't know if they can be created. I know they can be spread. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Is it COVID or just a cold? <laughs> how do you tell the difference? You guys have found out how to tell the difference. You get a COVID test. Well, I tell you, uh, when I when I had this COVID infection, it felt different. It didn't feel like a cold. Mm. And here they have the de detail of the common cold symptoms, which is the same symptoms that you have with the cold. And did, the same, did same thing have, you have. Uh, uh, poor taste in food. Did the food taste different? Did I didn't lose taste or smell. I did Neither did Buchanan. I did not lose taste or smell. No fever. Yeah. Whenever I get a cold, I get more of a runny nose. And I didn't have a runny nose at all with this. I had a runny nose. Well, apparently John Buchanan had the Maryland version. <laughs> DC, DC version. <laughs> this is Sylvia Charles, my husband. He um, only had, um, I think he did not have a sore throat. And he did not have a runny nose, but he um, had congestion. And he did not lose his taste for food. That's an interesting observation. I wonder if it's also true of the... Uh, those who are not vaccinated. Now my daughter, this is Dolores. My daughter had congestion, runny nose, no fever. And she, after a couple of days, she did lose her sense of taste. Well, did she turn positive? Yes, yeah, she was positive. Oh, 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 okay. She was, she just finished her quarantine on Monday. Oh, well now did she, has she been vaccinated? Yes, fully vaccinated. Okay. And she only tested positive. She got scared. They had an outbreak at work. And oh. everybody, they say everybody had been in contact with this person. Oh. And she went and got, she took three rapid tests that were negative. And then she went and on that sixth, fifth day and took the PCR test, which came back positive, which she said she knew, but she was hoping it wasn't. But yeah, and but she did fine. We quarantined. I gave her the upstairs part of the house. I took the downstairs. <laughs> okay. So it's nice when you got an upstairs and a downstairs. <laughs> That's true. And for mm -hmm. Christmas, we ended up Zooming Christmas because with my mother being 92 and just had surgery, Nobody wanted to go near her. Good, good. 92, huh? Wow. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I wonder well, how vegan food tastes when you have when you lost your sense of taste. <laughs> it tastes the same, John. <laughs> I mean when you lost your oh, okay. I didn't lose my sense of taste and vegan food tasted the same to me. <laughs> now you don't be the only one that could answer that one. 
<laughs> okay. Let's go to the next one. I like that question. Is it too late to get vaccinated? And uh... <laughs> Dr. Counts, I'm glad to see that because I have a couple of friends who still are not even vaccinated. And, you know, it concerns me, but for whatever reasons of their own, they, they still will not get vaccinated. So mm -hmm. it's not too late, hopefully, and prayerfully, they don't catch anything. Yeah. But I will let them know again that it's not too late. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, the thing that is amazing is that in different parts of the country, people prepare for the virus differently. Some parts of the country, they don't do anything. They don't wear masks. They don't social distance. Do anything. Other places, they wear masks. Like New York, of course, they wear masks. I was watching some of the football games, Doc, and uh, some people had masks. A bunch of them didn't. And they were sitting right yeah. next to each other. They were out outside, though, you know, outdoors. But still. Well, inside, inside is not much difference, unfortunately. Although it, it is now required in the NBA to wear a mask uh, if you're not playing. You have to wear a mask. And the coaches have to wear masks. It's amazing the impact it's had on the uh, flight cancellations. It's because a, a lot of the workers yeah. are sick. Yeah. Are I was scheduled to take I had a flight, a United flight from Chicago to uh, Baltimore over Christmas, but all the uh, United flights were canceled. All of them. Wow. Hmm. Can you imagine 100,000 infections in one day? Yeah, but you know what's amazing is the impact on the restaurants. So many restaurants have closed because of uh, the pandemic. And other businesses have closed. The economic uh, problems associated with the pandemic are just uh, beyond belief. Now we're finally addressing the mental health issues that, as you, as somebody mentioned last week, the uh, we didn't do very much in preparation for the uh, mental health uh, crisis that we knew was coming. And I think we're yet to do uh, mental health uh, crisis intervention to the extent that we need. It's probably gonna require more mental health uh, Crises like uh, suicides or mass murders to get us to do the right thing. Now this is uh, interesting because uh, what your daughter experienced may be ramification of this fact that maybe less sensitive than the uh, 
Well, we know it's in, that's in the PCI anyway, but. And so, any <clears throat> a false positive or false negative uh, is kind of a, something we have to learn to, to deal with with the rapid test. Dr. Calendar, we may have already discussed this, and if so, I'm sorry, but with um, people being tested positive now for COVID and it's Omicron, is Delta gone? Does it no, still Delta's exist? still around, but it's it's just right now, I think the last test said that Omicron was 59%. So Delta's still around. It's just not as prevalent as uh, Omicron. But actually, a week ago, it was, it was up to 79%. So it's going down. But Delta is supposed to be worse than Omicron. Well, Delta is, no, Omicron, well, in terms of mortality, yes. And hospitalizations, yes. Delta is uh, more deadly and more likely to hospitalize you than Delta. If you're vaccinate if you're not vaccinated because most of the recent data suggests that there are fewer hospitalizations and mortalities with with the omicron than you had with delta so uh you could argue that it's a, a milder variant although it's more contagious it doesn't send you to the hospital or kill you as, as often as Delta did. I think in a, if, if you could, uh, the rapid test, uh, I think it, it, it makes sense to, to have it and to take it if you have any question about it. However, if you have symptoms, uh, you probably, and, the, and you're negative with the rapid test, you need to do a PCR. That's the, uh, the test that uh, answers the question positively. Dr. Callender, when you test positive, um, do they tell you which variant it is? Or they just tell you you test positive? They tell you you test positive. Okay. Now they their tests can tell, but I guess it doesn't matter that much. So okay. they just tell you positive. Right. You can probably tell just by the symptoms because Omicron is usually a lot milder. If you get the very serious with the fever and all that loss of taste, you probably have Delta. Well, I have a question. Um Daryl and John, how did you find out what you had, or do you know? My report did not say what I had. Said it was COVID. Neither did mine. Just said I was uh, just said I was positive, and mine was positive from a rapid test. Well, how when they're reporting doing all this, they don't tell the people whether they have Delta or Omicron. No. So how do they know? They just know what, you tested positive. Right. And what difference does it make? 
Well, when they have all these statistics and everything. Oh, and they know. No, no, the people who do the test, they, they have a way of identifying Omicron versus Delta. It's just that they don't tell you what you are because you got the virus. Yeah, I just claim Omicron because I know I always have the latest stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're probably right. I mean, you know, because that's the, you know, that's the commonest uh, virus floating around right now. Dr. Callender, it seems like the uh, Omicron is not a breakthrough virus, is it? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're vaccinated, it's breakthrough. Okay. And that's when you when you say breakthrough, that means you've been vaccinated and you still got the virus. So that's kind have, of the, the term. Yeah, I have bad news though. My wife just tested positive today. That's the first time. Yes, she had a rapid test uh, Tuesday. When I had my my negative rapid test Tuesday, she had a positive rapid test, and then she went out and got a um, uh, PCR test that came back today positive. So now she has to be to quarantine. I have to take care of her for a week. Hmm. She's been taking care of me for a week now. The roles reverse. Oh, that's 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 nice. I mean, it's nice that you have the option to do that. Yeah. It's only fair because you gave it to her. <laughs> more than likely. Doesn't matter, right? More, more than likely. Yeah. She, she did go out. She was going out, you know. <laughs> She'll uh, never let you live this down. <laughs> well, I thought that would happen before, but, you know, we'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're in the doghouse. Well, most husbands have been in the doghouse many times. So <laughs> you learn how to get out of it. <laughs> yes, dear. That's that's the answer. Yes, dear. Okay, I'm listening. Be careful. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Uh -huh. <laughs> I say yes, honey. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anybody have New Year's resolutions? Uh, yes. I gave up bread. Okay. Wow. What are you going to replace it with? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Any other New Year resolution? None. Because you break them anyway. You do it for a month or two and you're right back to the same old. I'm not even going to lie. My, my, speaking of lying, that, that's my resolution for the new year. Stop lying. Okay. Oh, uh, is that a lie? I made it through last year with, uh, with, with 17 lies. So I'm trying to lo lower that number down to zero. <laughs> Tomorrow's New Year's Eve, right? So I get to start right. on on Saturday. <laughs> you can lie today. <laughs> um, I have a question. The coronavirus is airborne. Oh, that was a good question. That's good. That was my next question. 
we we had all this stuff about surfaces before, Carol. What yeah. what happens now? Is <coughs> is Corona and Omicron and all that still spread by surfaces? Is it spread by surfaces or airborne? Because before in the beginning, everybody was wearing glove rubber gloves. Mm -hmm. Okay, we still wash our hands. Don't touch your face. Um, we were sanitizing, or at least you all were sanitizing your groceries before you brought them in the house and left them in the garage. We don't have a garage. So right. thank goodness. Um, and spraying everything down. And the spray, I guess, sanitize the air when you spray the Lysol. But from what I've heard, aerosols really... Um, and John Buchanan, you are a um, scientist. They had told us for a while to stop using aerosprays because of our environment and the greenhouse effect or something like that. Um, so I don't see people wearing rubber gloves as much. I don't see them wiping down the groceries or afraid to go to the grocery store and buy the vegetables. So has scientists changed or people's behaviors changed? What's going on? Because you well, couldn't even think wear your shoes in, you know, because we said it was airborne, but yet we're wiping down everything. So what is it? It's airborne, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't wipe down everything. Yeah, we, we learned on this group session that even though it's airborne, when it lands down on a surface, it still has life for a little while. Right. So uh, so most people are still wiping down, but they uh, recognize that uh, it's mostly airborne. Okay, are you still, are you hesitant about bringing your groceries in the house like you used to be? No. So what stopped that? The studies, the studies that, that uh, identified it as being airborne. Okay. De definitely, Carol. Great, great minds think alike. That's exactly my question that I was going to uh, ask because uh, now that I'm in a, in a, a reverse role, you know, I'm wiping down the surfaces, like I said, with my aerosol, with my Lysol wipes, and. Uh, just wondering how how critical that is to to stop the spread. That you know you haven't heard anything about that recently in the news. It's all aerosol because all aerosol. it's 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 anticipated that that is already a known fact that you you, you ought to wipe down the surfaces and wash your hands. Okay. Yes, both. And don't touch your eyes because that's another place where you. Uh, get the infection in the eyes, that's correct. So that yet, means we're to live in a sterile environment? Say again? <clears throat> to live in a sterilized environment. Well, the sterilized environment is a, a dream. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had those people who had no immunity. They had to be in a germ-free environment. Uh, but uh, it's hard to do. So we sterilize as much as we can, but it's not germ-free. 
Dr. Gallander, the point is that um, the virus thrives more in the air, but it doesn't last long on surfaces. Yes. Yes, true. Do I address the red arrows? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, oh, it's got a lot. I was uh, ready to 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 go back to work, go back to band rehearsal, and uh, go go back to uh, to donating blood. I got a call from NIH two weeks ago before I got infected to donate on Monday. It's coming Monday. So I called him back and uh, I told him I had a, I had a, a, a negative uh, rapid test on Tuesday. And they said, well, I have to wait three weeks now, three weeks after a negative PCR test before I can donate again. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah, that's good. John and, and, and um, Daryl, how, how is your energy levels? Are you, are you drained? Are you moving slower? Are you moving at the same pace or you feel you tired, fatigued? <laughs> I'm sorry, energy. say that again. You go yeah, for my it, energy yeah. levels are, are very good. Um, they're not diminished at all. Mine neither. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I feel like uh, doing my five-mile walk, a six-mile walk, but I probably won't yet until I test negative. Uh, well, when I was symptom-free on Friday, I went. I resumed my workouts, and uh, I, I I do a two-hour workout uh, uh, six days a week. And so, yeah, I've had. Um, Plenty of energy from the, from that, but just taking uh, five days off when I was re, when I was recovering, um, that didn't that didn't lower my, uh, uh, my my physical conditioning. Well, the um, question for me, Daryl, is by laying five days off, was it hard to get back on schedule? No, not at all. Okay, uh, Joyce, where are you? You 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 back yet, or you still away? I'm in Houston. Still in Houston. Still yeah, in Houston. I, I, as a matter of fact, someone was telling me in Houston they don't act like they have a virus over there. They don't. It's, nobody it's wears masks. We basically been staying in. My husband has been going to the grocery store, you know, and picking up little things that we want. But we've been basically just staying in. There's um, a couple of relatives that we um, are going to see. We saw um, his aunt who had her 93rd birthday and um, um, 93rd wedding anniversary. So we went over there. Oh, but wow. otherwise, we've just been hanging in. It's crazy here. Yeah. I'm just thankful that we decided at the last minute. Well, it wasn't the last minute, but we decided to drive. Okay. Um, instead of yeah. um, taking the arrow, taking the what's the most what's what's the most dangerous uh, location in the uh, when you decide to fly or decide to take the train? What's the dangerous location? We yeah. we drove. I understand that, but I was asking uh, to see if you know what the 
most dangerous part of the flying or the taking the train is? I don't know. I don't know. I would assume that it's the um, terminal that yeah. is the most airport. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. Walking through the station. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Standing on line, waiting. Yeah. yeah. So, so Doug, what really, I, I, I heard what really led us to um, driving was the um, cost for the rental cars. They had just gone through the ceiling. Um, to rent a car for a couple of weeks, um, they wanted any up to eighteen hundred dollars. Wow! So um, when you tack on the additional expenses, that was just got to be a little bit too much. So we decided to drive, and I'm so glad that we did. How long was the drive? Um, we drove the first day for twelve hours. The second day we drove for about seven. So I guess it was about 19, 20 hours. Mm -hmm. And we didn't rush. Uh, we took turns, um, um, four on, four off, and then four back on. So we we managed. But it was it was a very good drive. It was the first time in Louisiana they have a, a bridge that's 17 miles long. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I went across that and the first time I ever heard of the 17 mile long bridge um, and it covered um, um, rivers and swamp area. That's why they had the bridge. But it was it was a good trip. It's a good trip. I would take it again. I would do it again. Any of you do any flying during this uh, the holidays? I had a uh... Flights scheduled to, to Boston, but we canceled those and back, of course. Uh, my young adult children came in, one from the state of Washington, the other one from Illinois. <laughs> mm. um, but they, you know, they were vaccinated and boosted up. So they got home safe and sound. Good. Yeah. They're back home already? Yes. Oh, good. My, my son got held up in Minnesota. Um, his flight was canceled, but he went to Boise, Idaho, and then rented a car to get back home. <laughs> wow. mm -hmm. What's happening with the churches? Uh, any, anything changed because of Omicron? Omicron? I know our church hasn't changed anything. What about yours, Carolyn, other people? I think my church is still open and going as if nothing has happened. I think the other churches that have opened up only one that I've heard that didn't try to open up because of the Omicron, but I don't know. Um, others that are around here, um, like Sylvia and Bonnie, yeah. or Rochelle, do you know what's happening with your churches? I, I don't know what's happening with mine, but I did see where the first, um, what is it, first uh, Baptist Church of Glen Arden, mm -hmm. where they have normally T.D. Jakes, they have canceled there in, in person um, service for the New Year's, and they're going virtual. Yeah, ours is virtual, too. We're still virtual, too. Mm -hmm. We're still virtual. My church is... Springfield does have. both, but they're yeah. um, virtual for the um, New Year's celebration. Yeah, mine is half and half. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's going to be different uh, 
because uh, I'm so used to going to that midnight service, but just have to do it mm -hmm. virtually because mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. that's the way it is these days. Yep. Okay. Well, everybody have a happy New Year and. Uh, uh, Berlin, you still on the line? Oh, yeah, give me a call later. I still haven't heard from Dr. Melanson. I <laughs>